Welcome to the Manage My Wedding podcast, where we believe your wedding is the most important time in your life and you deserve to feel supported and organised when planning the wedding of your dreams. I'm your host, Yvette Sitters. Hello and welcome to episode 127. Today I want to talk about how to ensure you have delicious food at your wedding. Because let's be honest, it is one of the topics that your guests are going to talk about forever. Like it's the highlight of their night. It's what they're waiting for. And it's it's something that everyone always remembers. So this is such a key critical item when you're wedding planning and for your wedding day. And I talk about how to ensure you have delicious food, but it's also like how to ensure that your chef delivers incredible food at your wedding. And you're probably thinking right now, well, how can I control what the chef does and what happens in the kitchen and if he delivers amazing food? But firstly, you're not going to book a venue that has terrible food or has bad food reviews. So you've probably opted for somewhere that has decent food, which usually means a decent chef and a decent team in the kitchen. So I want to give you some tips of some things that can help that you do that can help the chef and the kitchen deliver that because you really, really don't want to make their job stressful and you want to make sure that whatever you do doesn't impact what they do. So there's a couple of things. The first thing I want to say is that if the venue actually suggests something that you should listen, like they know their food, they know their menu, they know how to fulfill timings well on the night or the day, morning, whatever you're choosing. But it's really important that you listen to the venue and their advice. And quite often some of that advice might be, you know, don't serve everyone just fish because you're going to have a problem or don't serve everyone lamb and beef because you've got no alternate and then you're going to have another problem again like you did with the fish because not everyone will eat that one item that you pick. That's why it's really, really important that you pick something like a red meat and a white meat. Like that is honestly extremely important. So unless you know that you have a really big amount of people that are going to your wedding that uh, that actually eat seafood, fantastic, pick seafood. But if you're like, I don't actually have a lot of people that pick seafood, don't pick seafood. So try and think of that when you're deciding and listen to the advice of the coordinator at the venue or your caterer because they're going to tell you what they know works and what doesn't work. And the other thing is listening to their advice when they talk about timings because timings can really affect what happens in the kitchen. I mean, you've got chefs there, they're cooking food, and if the timings run out like let's say you for some reason are running half an hour late because people spoke too long and there's a main meal waiting to come what's going to happen the main meal is going to be maybe burnt or dried out because they had it trying to keep it warm or it's going to be cold it's just not going to be up to the standard that you want and the chef wanted as well like they don't want that either so You've got to listen to the suggestion of timings that come from those that are running your event. It's really, really, really important. So when you talk to those people that are speaking and doing the speeches, if your speeches happen to be before a meal is served, 
you've got to really emphasize that they only have five minutes. Like really, really got to stick to that. And the other thing is that you've really got to make sure when you are told to sit down and eat your meal, you need to do it. Like I see this happen all the time where the poor, you know, the floor manager or whoever it is running the event on the night is just coming up to you over and over saying, can you please take your seat? Can you please take your seat? And that happens because they often will not serve the other guests until you're seated. Like it's just etiquette. It's just what the venues want to do. And it's really important that you respect that. And if you're like, I really don't want to sit down and eat. I want to keep talking. Tell them. Just say, please serve the other guests. It's totally okay. Put our food down. We'll get to it when we get to it. Or some venues might keep it warm. But again, it's not going to be up to that standard. So don't be disappointed when you start eating it and you're like, this is cold or it's overcooked if you've gone over in time or you haven't sat down when you're asked. So there are just a couple of little pointers that you've really got to be guided by the venue and you've really got to listen to what they suggest. Like it's really important. When I talk about timings in a lot of my episodes, I always say it works really well when you do like you sit down, you have your entree, you have your main, and then you have your speeches. Or if you're a cocktail party, do the food first and then the speeches. Or if you're a cocktail party, do the speeches straight up if you want them out of the way, but let them be roaming around with food. Or if you're having a buffet, let the guests have their buffet so they're not hungry. And also so the food stays warm and fresh and then do the speeches. If you do that, things are not going to run late. Like it would be very, very rare that things will run late if you do it in that order. So try and think of that when you're doing your timings. And some you'll probably find like 80% of the time the venue will suggest that to you. But sometimes we can get a bit hung up on, I really want to do the speeches at the start because I want to get them out of the way because there's a lot of people that feel stressed. And that is so true. Like I know that my dad, he just couldn't eat. He does not like public speaking and it just took over his day. It took over his night a little bit. And I just remember him not really wanting to eat before he spoke. So I do understand that perspective as well. So just talk about it with your planner because they also know the chef really well. And they know some chefs are totally fine if they know that that speeches are first. Some chefs don't like it. And you've got to try and work with them as much as you're like, well, it's my day, my way. Does You know, to them, they do a million weddings, right? (laughs) You might be one of four for the week. So it's not just your wedding. They just want things to flow. They want to serve their food as best they can. And the other thing is they also don't want to have a team of chefs hanging around waiting and they're having to pay them when really they should have already gone home because the night ran over. And then they just get a bit frustrated and they might end up slapping your food together. Let's hope they don't, but that can happen. And it's not up to the quality And the standard that you really had in your mind, and it's not then up to the standard of anyone else. And the guests, as I said, will remember if things are served cold or if there's any issues. Like I cannot emphasize enough. I talk about this in multiple, multiple podcast episodes about what the guests truly remember. And food is one of the main things. Like it's been a long day They spent the day getting ready. They've had a few drinks. They've had a ceremony. They've just had some nibbles and that's it. And usually they're pretty hungry 
and they're always waiting for like that moment of the food to arrive. Like they're just almost salvating at the thought of just being fed and people get really excited about that. And it's the talking point during the wedding. As soon as they're served and they're eating, it's the first thing your guests will talk about. They will say if the food is cold to each other. They will say if the food's good or not. Like that's the instant thing that they will talk about. It's just what happens. You would even know that from going to a restaurant or cafe. You always ask each other, how's your food? Or you tell each other if you love it. Now, I want to touch quickly back on the point that I just mentioned a bit earlier. And that was about just choosing like beef and lamb or just choosing a fish to be served to everyone. Or I always think you've got to be really careful with seafood anyway, no matter what, because the way it works in a kitchen and fit for like any venue really, because I've worked in venues for years, that's my background. So I know how this works is let's say that if you have an alternate drop, and they, what they'll do is they don't, they order pretty much 50-50 of each item, like alternate drop for those who don't know, it's picking two different meals that are served and it's alternately dropped. So one person gets fish, the next gets the beef, the next gets and so on. Some venues let you pick your food, which is amazing. They, a lot of venues won't do that because they have a lot of food waste when they do that or they might run short on something because everyone wanted it. And the same thing happens with alternate drop. If you pick fish as an item and there's a lot of people in the room that don't eat fish, when the fish is put down in front of them, they'll often say, I don't eat fish. Can I have the other item? And some venues will change it, but some won't. They'll say you need to change it amongst each other at your table. And they do that because they don't want to run out of the other item because They'll often only order, they'll order 50-50 of each and then they'll order a a few extra of each item. And they do that for people that haven't told them about dietary requirements or if someone's really adamant that there's no one at their table that will swap, they've got an extra. But they're not going to have too much extra. So be really mindful when you're picking your items that people are actually going to eat it. And I can't stress that enough. And don't be upset if the day after the wedding you hear someone couldn't get the other item. That's usually because too many people wanted the other item. So think about that carefully when you're selecting your items and ask the venue, you know, which are your most popular dishes or which dishes do you recommend are the best? They're going to tell you straight away because they know the quality of the meals and what the chef makes and they know what works best. So just ask for their advice and then analyze it, you know, or ask them, give me the top four best suggestions. And then from that, you can pick two. Or if you can have a menu tasting, even better. And when you go for the menu tasting, (laughs) don't obviously try items just because you're like, oh, I love that myself. I'm going to pick that and stuff all my guests. (laughs) They can have what I like, even though most of the room won't eat that. Think about everyone as a whole because you want everyone to be talking about your food and your menu forever. That is just something that you want them to do. So I hope that has helped you. Everyone loves delicious food. Everyone loves anything that makes their tummy happy. So I, I always think this is quite an important and critical thing in wedding planning so that you can have a wedding that everyone talks about forever. Like everyone wants that deep down. You might say you don't, but 
we do. We want everyone to talk really positively about our day. So yeah, I hope that's helped. And if you haven't left a review on the podcast, please do that. I would be so, so grateful. Just pop over on the platform and leave it a five-star review and leave me a little comment because I'd love to hear your feedback. And until next time, enjoy being engaged and staying stress-free and organized while planning the wedding of your dreams. 